Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up to Bat podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Marcatel, and here with my guest host today, Matt Struzik. Hey, how are you guys doing today? We are going to be talking about um, the NFL this year, um, topics such as players with the new teams, uh, some trade rumors, second-year quarterbacks, and uh, players who are coming back from injury this year. So we can head right into the, the first topic of the day, which was Nikhil Harry and him requesting a trade from the Patriots. And my friend Matt here is a Patriots fan, so he has a good opinion on Patriots' side. So you can take that away. All right. Well, I mean, if anybody looked at, like, when Nikhil Harry got hurt, it was pretty much, like, right when they started doing, like, throwing drills and stuff like that. So it was pretty – it was a terrible time for him to get hurt. And then around the – so he didn't really have a time to, like, get make, like, a rapport with uh, – Cam Newton or anything like that so by the time the season got underway their number one guy quote-unquote wasn't there for until six weeks in and then who knows how many reps he actually got with Cam Newton during that entire time right and him being a first-round pick he's got some high expectations I know that when he was in college I was looking at a bunch of his tape before he got drafted I wanted the Titans to draft him if they couldn't draft someone like A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf at that time. Um, I know Marquise Brown was also a top wide receiver, but Harry himself was supposed to be one of those top guys as well. And sort of the problems that he faced that Matt was mentioning about has led to him requesting a trade and how he's not getting enough targets. I think they've said that overall he's not being used the right way. And I, I would agree with him there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, like... I feel like that's a pretty good reasoning on why he would want to leave. And, I mean, like, for him being a young guy and being as drafted as high as he did, I mean, he should have expectations for himself and, I mean, from the team to to get targets from their quarterback. I mean, it's not Cam Newton's fault that he wasn't looking for him every single time, but... I mean, it's it's too. I mean, it's too bad. But I mean, I guess a change of scenery wouldn't be a bad idea for him. I mean, there's a bunch of other guys around the league that. I mean, a change of scenery is probably going to do a whole lot of good for them. What team do you sort of think he could get traded to? What, do you see any uh, buyers on that end? Like some teams who don't have any wide receiver depth that that could trade for him, and sort of what what do you think the price will that be? I mean, like, honestly, I don't know what team it would be, but I would hope it would... I, I don't feel like any team is going to be giving up a first-round pick, at least willingly, to get him. I yeah. mean, he hasn't established himself as, like, the clear-cut wide receiver one for the Patriots or anything like close to being that. Um, With that being said, uh, he... I feel like he's worth probably like a second or third round pick. I because right now he's still kind of a question mark. He hasn't as I said, he hasn't established himself as the clear cut wide receiver one or two even at this point. Well in in, in the offense the Patriots ran last year, that's not really wide receiver friendly when you look at it. They just run the ball the whole time with Cam Newton. And I, I would understand why you would want to leave there because you never get as many targets as you, as you want as a number one wide receiver in that sort of offense. Continuing on with that, with Cam Newton, do you think he he continues to be the starter for the Patriots this year? I mean, if he can build, like, some type of consistency with, like, Nelson Aguilar or some or one of these other new wide receivers that the Patriots have brought in over 
the offseason. I feel like then he might have a chance, but he's got to be able to throw more than, like, 200 yards per game. If he, yeah. It's fine. He can run. Like, if he's running the ball, fine, but, like, he's got to be able to pass the ball. Like, no more of these, like, under 100-yard games or, like, under 200-yard games. Like, I feel like the Patriots have a higher expectation than that. And I feel like Mac Jones, I mean, if he's given the opportunity, that's what they're going to try and get out of him. Right. But him being a first-round pick, too, this year, they're not going to waste his talent. Although that he was an Alabama quarterback and sort of that stigma against them, how they don't really succeed in the NFL. But we've yet to see what Tua Tunga Viola has done being an Alabama quarterback and now Mac Jones. So two first-round picks there, and do you think they're both going to work out? Or do you think one of them is going to flop or both of them are going to flop? I mean, I feel like Mac Jones, I mean, the Patriots don't waste draft picks on stupid people, I don't feel like. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like both of them have like a really high, like I have a lot of room to grow into that, like high elite status, but, uh, they've got to prove it. I mean, Tua really needs to show that he's a dominant force when he's out there. I mean, he can't be getting outshined by Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, I mean, it's the same thing with Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is going to go out there, he can't be getting outshined by uh, Jared Stidham or Cam Newton. Yeah. Do you think they would change the offense if Mac Jones becomes a starter? To be honest, yeah. I I would hope that they would try to look to pass the ball more, especially with the, the influx of, like, tight ends that they got. I would hope that they would look to pass the ball a little bit more. But, I mean, also tight ends – on their line mean just way more pass blocking for them too right and with uh, the addition of johnny smith and hunter henry you gotta think they're gonna be targeting those guys a lot more than their wide receivers because they're gonna be running from the uh, inside of part of the field and cam newton's not gonna throw deep shots like he used to i'd but, hope so and i, I mean <laughs> they're also pay- i mean they're paying them to catch the- they were paying them to do something other than pass block right and that kind of opens the door for damian harris and uh sony michelle good Absolutely. young running back so that can help their run game out a lot with those two pass um or run blocking and pass blocking tight ends that makes them more versatile in their game yeah they i think they have a really good one to punch it running back which a lot of these teams have established if you have that one two punch it's a good it's a good thing to have right well we can move on to the second player that we're gonna be talking about in trade rumors is Deshaun Watson and how the whole scandal of him and the masseuse and the spas and stuff like that and uh, if you want to take that one away you're more than welcome to uh, I mean honestly uh, it really all depends on what really happens with that case I feel like a lot of people are just holding off on doing a lot of things with Deshaun Watson right now Right. based on that also I mean I don't think the Texans are going to tra- the Texans don't seem very willing to trade him right now and I mean I would be frustrated if I was him if I w- was being told I'd have a lot of uh, I'd have a an eye on who who's getting the coaching jobs on our team and stuff like right. that. I And I get a say in that, and then I get completely cut out of one of our highest positions on the team. Like, it's kind of a frustrating thing. And I would – and I can – I don't blame him for wanting out on that. Right. And you, it was it was an important topic to talk about when it came out because a lot of teams were willing to trade for him early, and then sort of it's calmed down since then, but they were, they were getting – 
uh, rumors about wanting two or three first rounders for him, and I don't, teams did not want to pay that price with the, the whole case going on and stuff like that. But one team that was mentioned was the Broncos, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And how they've kind of want to move on from Drew Locke, which is interesting in itself because he didn't really get a whole lot of time last year with a, a proper offense because his number one wide receiver went down, Cortland Sutton, and sort of his. The offense didn't really take off like it was supposed to. But Melvin Gordon was not what he was expected. Right. So I think it's an interesting situation between Watson and sort of the Texans and Broncos now. Um, I do see him sort of getting traded if if the case is not looking so bright. But if the um, if Deshaun Watson wins the case, then the Texans should not trade him whatsoever, I feel like. Even though they're going to be paying a high, or not paying a high price, getting a high price for him. I think they would keep him in that sense. I feel if he's if he's not going to play for the team unless he gets traded, though, I feel like they got to go with the best deal that they get for him. Right. It's sort of a shame how if he does win the case here, they would want to trade him since he's done so much for that team and they haven't really put anything around him except an offense. Well, it's too bad. Well, I mean... Not even an offensive line, just a... Smart well, I mean, players. it goes to show, I mean, he wants to be a part of that team so much that he wants to be in the hiring process of the general managers of the team. And when he gets cut out of one of those decisions, I mean, that's a big deal to him. And he wants to be like that cornerstone piece of the of the team. I think if he gets straight into the Broncos, the Broncos are definite playoff team because they would get Corlin Sutton back and Jerry Judy would have his second year. and Their offense is going to take off this year with uh, Melvin Gordon, who he's, he's not going to be his old self, but they're going to have a, their new offense back with their wide receivers, and sort of Deshaun Watson would be that dual-threat quarterback that they need. And also, continuing on with the trade rumors, Aaron Rodgers was also a name linked to the Broncos as well. Do you think he, he might get traded there? I mean, Aaron, I mean, it's kind of the same situation. Aaron Rodgers is unhappy with the management of the team. And, I mean, I mean, if he wants to be a part of the management of the team and he's unhappy with it, he has every right to go look somewhere else. And he's demand- and he's telling them that he's not even showing up to anything. And he's proven that he won't show up to anything until he gets traded. So it's going to be a big – I'm very curious to see what, what team ends up doing what for him because he's like the t- he's the type of quarterback that you could slip in there over most other quarterbacks and he would still perform better than most of them right do you think he would warrant a a pretty high reward for uh, or a high price for the uh, Packers do you think they gets a first rounder or a second rounder for him uh, probably or or two firsts. Or I'd say first. I'd say two or three first rounders, easy. I mean, he's pretty proven that right, he's, he's proven that he's gonna be he's gonna be good for a few more years now. Right, he's he's getting old, but he's still playing at the MVP level as he showed it last year, like Brady. And the Broncos, with both being in those two rumors between Watson and Rodgers, you can see that they definitely want to move on to Drew Locke. Um, I don't know where Drew Lock would go. Do you think he he would get traded somewhere like Green Bay or the Texans? Do you think they would want him back? I in that trade. I have no idea to be honest with you. It's I guess time will tell. With I there's not there hasn't just been a lot of news about it. Like about right. where what teams have been interested, what teams have been trying to get what deal and whatnot. Right. I would think you would want a young quarterback back if you're trading a veteran quarterback and some first-rounders, but who knows if they keep them or not. I would expect them to get a quarterback in return, like Drew Locke, but 
No other teams have really been in those trade rumors, I think. That no. Want, that have wanted a quarterback. No, nothing really that I've heard. Well, the second the second topic we can start to talk about is second-year quarterbacks because we already touched on Tua. We want we can talk about Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and uh, Jalen Hurts. You want to start off with Herbert? Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, out of the... I mean, we saw how the quarterback, the rookie quarterback class finished last year. It was obviously Herbert and then Burrow and then Tua, and then you had Hurts who came in right at the end of the season. Yeah. Do you think Um, um, Herbert takes off this year or he regresses at all? I mean, I feel like Herbert might regress a little bit. I feel like it's like kind of like the sophomore slump type thing. Right. Um, I feel like he might get outshined a little bit by Burrow. And Hurts being with a new offense and everything like that can I feel like that is only gonna they can only put his ceiling super high. Right. I feel like Herbert set a really high standard for himself and it's gonna be really hard to top that standard. But I feel like Burrow, if he conti- if he does what he did all last season before he got hurt, I feel like he there's no reason why he won't be the best person out of that draft class. Right. Herbert was running, was in the top 10 pick for uh, first-rounders, and he, then, he wasn't really expected to do much, and then Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and he sort of just took, the, took over that offense and it exploded. But um, with Burrow's case, he still hasn't gotten O-line. Exactly. That's the same reason why he got hurt last season is going to be the reason he might get hurt again this season. Exactly. And, I mean, just building those pieces and everything and just having those pieces there is just what he needs to succeed. I mean, he's got to get an O-line that will keep him healthy. I mean, it's kind of – I mean, Andrew Luck, I mean, he was a good example of O-lines that couldn't really keep him healthy. Right. And he, he's got the weapons already because they just took Jamar Chase in the draft, the wide receiver out of LSU. He was the best or first or second best wide receiver in the draft class. But he's got him, he's got Tyler Boyd, and he's got T. Higgins from Clemson, the second-year player who had a decent year last year for them. He's So he's got enough weapons around him. It's just a matter of them keeping him healthy, and he can be the, the quarterback that we all expect him to be. Absolutely. Tua, we already touched on Tua, but we can talk about Hurts and how um, do you think he'll regress at all this season or improve? I mean, honestly, Hurts, it's re- it really all depends on how well like that receiver core does. It's a really young receiver core that is just very much a question mark in my opinion. And right. I feel like they got it. If, if Hurts can throw the ball to them and build some type of rapport with them as we're as like the summers begins, uh, I feel like then the Eagles might have a chance to do really well. But they've really got to prove that they can throw the ball just as well as they can run it. For me, Hurts sort of resembles Cam Newton to me. Would you agree? Yeah, I Both mean running styles. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I feel like he's gonna have to kind of do what Cam Newton did and kind of like build a wide receiver, a wide receiver one on his team. And right. it's going to be kind of like one of those no-name guys out of nowhere. Right. And you haven't really seen the uh, run-first quarterback offense work that much besides the Ravens, but they haven't really made an impact in the playoffs at all. Right, exactly. They, so for them to succeed, they would have to throw the ball. And they've got the wep- they don't have any weapons. And of, of, unfortunately, Zach Ertz 
might get traded as well in the result of that because they have Dallas Goddard, who's the uh, the new starting tight end. I don't I don't see them getting much back for Ertz just because he didn't really play much last season and they got Goddard. But I've heard the Titans might be looking at Zach Ertz, but don't really have that much money. They only have eight million cap space. But I think that could be a good signing for them because they got rid of uh, Johnny Smith since he's now a New England Patriot. Um, so their offense really has to come through the season for them to be even remotely good. No, exactly. And I also wanted to swing back through with uh, the Dolphins and Tua. I honestly think that the the Dolphins have like all the tools there for Tua to be great, yeah. but he's just got to. I feel like he's just got to assume like that QB one. I'm the I'm the quarterback here, and I'm gonna throw the ball to everybody. And he's got to be able to make those, and he's gonna be able to make those throws. He's got to stop throwing interceptions, and he's and I feel like all around that team can be very balanced if Tua does well. But right. it's all based on how Tua does. It's not based on their run game versus their pass game or anything like that. And their offense is way different from Alabama's offense, which is more of a pro style. I think the Dolphins run more of a um, short passing game because they, they've been throwing to Miles Gaskins before he got hurt. He was kind of their dual weapon threat for the running back there. They got two new weapons this year in Jalen Waddell and Will Fuller with the um, – to pair up with uh, Devontae Parker. So I, I think he's got the weapons around him this year. It's just a matter of him learning the offense and getting comfortable in it. Exactly. All right, we can talk about players with new teams this year. Uh, we can start off with Sam Darnold and how he has been traded to the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of the – I mean, like, we're going to talk about Darnold and we're going to – I know we're going to talk about Carson Wentz. But I feel like a change of scenery really is going to help the two of them. I mean, Wentz obviously had his issues with Philadelphia. But um, Sam Darnold, I never feel like felt like he got very comfortable where he was. But I feel like he has all the tools to do that. And especially now being, being back with uh, Robbie Anderson. Right. And everybody like that. And that Robbie Anderson has proven that he can be a wide receiver one for an entire year. Right. And uh, I feel like him having a new area, a new place to kind of like call home and everything like that and get comfortable in, I feel like that's going to only do good for him. I feel like any quarterback who leaves Adam Gase is better off. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> so poor Zach Wilson this year, who was the first-round pick for the Jets, but... Adam Gase is not there anymore, but still it's the Jets. But you never know who who can succeed there. Um, But Darnold definitely has a a better change of scenery here with um, C-Mac coming back from injury and then Robbie Anderson coming back, obviously. And then DJ Moore was a first-round pick for them a couple years ago as well. Absolutely. And And, I mean, he's still... And he was the number one guy before Robbie Anderson even came aboard. Right, they had Curtis Samuel, but he came into his own the last season there. They finally figured out how to use him, but uh, he got traded, or not traded. He signed with uh, the Washington football team uh, to pair up with his old teammate at Ohio State, um, Terry McLaurin. Um, but I do see a better year for Darnold ahead, and uh, could be a sleeper in fantasy this year. No, I totally agree. And same thing with Carson Wentz. I mean, as I was saying, Philadelphia kind of... Uh, I would say, like, 
they just stopped caring about Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz pretty much felt unappreciated there. And then they traded, and now he's going to be on a team that has the opportunity to do really well. I mean, Carson Wentz is in there with Jonathan Taylor at running back. Um, He's going with one of the greatest wide receivers in the league right now, T.Y. Hilton. Well, obviously not last year, but hopefully he'll bounce back this year in fantasy. Right. Um, and Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. Second year. The second year guy. He's still and they and they're really happy to have him on the team and everything like that. And the their O line isn't as dominant as it once was, but it's it's still pretty good for them to keep up with Wentz and protect him. Unlike the Eagles, who had an atrocious line, which I sort of feel bad for Hurts there. But uh, I think Wentz is a breakout candidate this year with Darnold since he's going back to his uh, old offensive uh, coordinator that was in uh, Philadelphia there, uh, Frank Reich. And sort of his MVP season, how Frank Reich was sort of responsible for that and how he could bring it back in Wentz going to the Colts this year. All right, we can move on to um, J.J. Watt, who's with the Arizona Cardinals now. And he's sort of pairing up with Chandler Jones and their defense there. Honest, to be honest with you, I feel like if there's any team that can compete with Kansas City, uh, it would probably have to be Arizona right now for like the best team in that on that side of the country. Right. <clears throat> I think now they have like a very complete defensive line. I mean, like it's pretty horrifying having Chandler Jones and JJ Watt coming off the line right at you. Right. In addition to that, you got their whole entire offense, which is just incredible all around. Adding um, A.J. Green this year, that will definitely help him out. And Kyler Murray, another year of development for him. But I think they got rid of Kenyon Drake. I think Kenyon Drake went to uh, Las Vegas. Um, so he's going to back up uh, Josh Jacobs. But uh, the number one running back right now is um, Edmonds, Chase Edmonds. Oh, James Conner also went to Arizona as well. So James Conner will sort of take the the bulk of the load there um, to pair up with Edmonds. But Edmonds was a a breakout candidate last year with Kenyon Drake. It sort of kind of took over at the end of the last year. Um, but I think with Conner now in the in the lineup there, that adds some versatility to their offense, and that can help uh, Kyler Murray break out again this season. Yeah, it's some younger. It's definitely a younger running back at wide, or it's definitely a younger running back on their team with a young, with an even younger quarterback. But I mean, they do have two very good veteran wide receivers in AJ Green, and then they also have obviously DeAndre Hopkins. Right. So I feel like that offense, and I mean, we saw With last Christian year that Kirk it, as well. Exactly, it now. kind of all it kind of all started to click last year. But I feel like having a really good defense and now having like that veteran presence and JJ Watt being there and being like that kind of like coach figure for everybody. He's only gonna do great things for that team. Right, they can definitely be a surprise team this year. I feel like absolutely. All right, continue on to our next topic. Players coming back from injury, we have uh, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, and Saquon Barkley. We can start off with uh, Christian McCaffrey, as we already mentioned, um, their offense earlier with Darnold. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, I feel like last year they had to rely on a lot of passing, and thank God that Robbie Anderson was able to get open as much as he was. 
Right. But I feel like if they had somebody there, like, a, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, ha- not having him there was, de- they definitely felt it. And having him back next year only adds one more person for them to have to double cover. Right. And with Donald, he never really had, like, a, a, a threat at running back throughout his whole career. Because they always expected Le'Veon Bell to be that guy, and he never was. Right. And that sort of takes the uh, the pressure off of Donald to produce as much because he can just hand it off to him. And then he can either dink it off to Christian McCaffrey, or he can throw to Robbie Anderson, or DJ Moore now. So I feel like their offense is definitely going to click pretty pretty early this season. Tons and tons of options there. Right. I can I can see them making the playoffs, but I don't know if they do a lot of damage as their defense isn't isn't that great and their offense is sort of in question marks right now. But no, I exactly. I feel like it's a, it's definitely one of those young teams that's gonna that has the opportunity to perform really well. Right. I feel like one team that's gonna do really well next year, um, because of just how well they did the first half of the season was the Cowboys. I mean, obviously, right. like. Who really likes Cowboys, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, having Dak Prescott back, I mean, we saw the how much it hurt the Cowboys' offense for Ezekiel Elliott, for Amari Cooper, for C.D. Lamb, right. for as soon as, Michael Gallup. As soon as, as soon as he got hurt, as soon as he got hurt, um, I know that I had C.D. Lamb in fantasy, and he went from being like I'm pretty sure like top ten wide receiver those first couple of weeks to dropping to being like wide receivers in the 60s or something like right. that just because of inconsistent quarterback play. Right. Andy Dalton was not the answer for backup quarterback there at all. No, and I mean I I I felt like he was one of the better the best backups in the league, but obviously I was wrong. I think he produced later on, but it wasn't pretty for the first half. I'm I'm just going to say that. But with uh Prescott back, I think their offense is going to take off just like it was last year. Um for me, I was a Dak Prescott owner in fantasy last year, and he was, I think, right first for a couple weeks before he got hurt. So he, he can definitely produce in the offense. He wants a new a new deal, a max deal, and the Cowboys have not been willing to give it to him, so he's playing off the franchise tag this year. But I can end up seeing him getting a big deal just because of sort of the stats he produces. No, it was – and honestly, I felt horrible for him when he got hurt because of the season he was having. I felt like he was to- – I didn't – to be honest, before last season, I did not feel like he was worth anything close to that because right. he, all I was really seeing was he was completing a majority of his passes, but most of them were not more than 10 yards. Right. And more than 10-yard passes are working are working win your football games. And last year, I felt like he really found a groove with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup where he could pass the ball, and then when he when that wasn't the, the option, he could hand the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott, and right. Ezekiel Elliott could chew off eight yards for you. Right. Who knows, though? Because it could be a, a benefactor of having that many weapons in your offense. It, I mean, having CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Ezekiel are all amazing weapons to have on your team. So it might be fool's gold in Pres- Dak Prescott, but I think I don't think he's going to be as uh, a bust as people might think. That's no, I think I think he's got. I think he proved those first six, those first whatever weeks. I think it was six weeks that he played that he could move the ball very well up the field with a complete offense. And right. I felt like last year he had one of his most complete offenses he's ever had. Right. 
because he, uh, before that, I can't remember who their wide receiver one was, but before Amari Cooper, they... Was it Des, Des Bryant or something? I don't even know who it was before. Right, right. But, like, whoever it was, like, once they got Amari Cooper, it really showed that they could pass the ball around. I mean, I remember the last few weeks when Amari Cooper got traded that he was performing super, super well because... And so was Dak Prescott because he was able to pass the ball and get the ball into the end zone. Right. And we can move on to um, his conference rival in the New York Giants and uh, Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to have a great year this year. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they were passing the ball pretty well at the end of the season, or pretty much all season for the in New York. But, um, yeah, having having one of the best running backs in the league – definitely stings i mean the panthers felt it last year and i feel like the giants felt it even worse right i think c-mac and saquon are both key parts of their offense and if they're not in that lineup for sundays then uh, i don't think their offense is going to be the same whatsoever saquon is sort of that generational talent that you see every once in a while how his speed and his agility are just off the charts and he can really be that workhorse that uh, everyone wants him to be, but with injuries coming these past few seasons, has been sort of tough for the Giants because they have they've had to have rely on Daniel Jones and him taking over without an actual running back. Yeah, and I feel like now that they've kind of established who their wide receivers are, that now it gives Saquon Barkley a little bit less pressure to be the guy for all their offense. Right, and with the addition of. Uh, Kenny Galladay from the Lions. I think that's just another weapon that Daniel Jones has. In addition to um, Evan Ingram, who's who's been the tight end there, and then um, Golden Tate, who's a free agent now, so he's not there anymore. But they had um, Sterling Shepard. He could leap, make a leap this year with uh, Kenny G. Yeah, they got a lot of – I think they have a lot of room on offense. I mean, just like a lot of these other teams we've been talking about – I think we talk a lot more about like the pot and how good we think a lot of these teams are going to be rather than how bad these teams actually might perform. Right. But, I mean, I feel like it's kind of the same situation as the Panthers. They dang their star running back back, but they have kind of an established wide receiver core. Right. That's, that's only good things for them. I think Kenny Galladay could be that, that uh, over-the-top target and touchdown target that they always needed in their offense with um, OBJ. Ever since he's left, their offense hasn't been the same as well. Yeah, there's always been kind of like that blaring hole in their offense. Right. So I think that's all we have to talk about today. I want to thank you guys for joining me. Um, We talked about some players with new teams this year, trade rumors, second-year quarterbacks, and players coming back for injury. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to me and Matt um, talk about these topics, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. See you guys.